This is Blue Zoo Radio, a show dedicated to the aquatic hobby. Here's your host, Frank Reese. Welcome to Blue Zoo Radio. We uh, kind of wanted to bring back, I don't even want to say he's a blast from the past because he can never be a blast from the past. He's always kind of in the present. Jason Anepo from San Francisco Bay Brand and Ocean Nutrition. Jason, what's going on, buddy boy? Hey, Frank. Uh, not much, man. It's a beautiful Friday over here. Weather is finally starting to uh, look like spring. Over over here is, uh, what, Rhode Island, Connecticut on the East Coast? Rhode Island, yeah. You know, it's um interesting because I'm not really sure about Rhode Island, but even in April, we get snow in Ohio, so it really doesn't matter. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, um, parts of Rhode Island had snow on Tuesday. Well, Rhode Island's not that big, J.O. No, I know. So it was only a small section that got <laughs> snow. Hey, you know, I'm glad you came on because uh, through the pandemic, and obviously, you know, you and I have touched base, so I, I always check and we check each other, make sure our families are okay. Um, what What is the biggest adjustment you had to make? Because I know you're on the road all the time. Has it really been like everybody else, just trying to do business from home for you guys? Well, I was I already work from home, so that part wasn't an adjustment for me. The biggest part that was an adjustment for me was having the uh, the kids here twenty four seven for three hundred and sixty five days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and and then doing the school during the day while they were while they were here. You know, and. Um, that was my biggest adjustment. So, you know, trying to deal with getting the work done that I would normally be able to do without any interruption or just extended the work day quite a bit. Well, isn't it interesting because, um, and it's funny that you knew every one of those minutes by hour by hour, I like that. Um, the pandemic and all the other stuff, and we're not gonna sit here talking about that all day, but it did bring people to the hobby, didn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, we've been extremely busy uh, during the whole time. I mean, it was definitely um, an increase in business. You know, one of the things that I've heard from so many people on the uh, fish side and pet side in general is that they can't believe the demand and it, it caught everybody off guard, right? I mean, nobody prepared for that anyway, but in, in a way, if you have to look at any kind of silver lining, at least it did bring in some newbies into the hobby, and hopefully they stay, you know? Yeah, with everything opening up now, I guess we'll um, we'll start to see, you know? Um, but there's definitely, I mean, you're always going to lose some people, you know, um, but there's always a bunch of people that stay in the hobby after a situation like this, too. Um, but, you know, some people will find that they get back to uh, get back to life and they just don't have the uh, the same amount of time on their hands. When you were growing up in the hobby, compare it to like today. And, and I mean, I mean that by like the size of tanks, like back when I got a tank or I'm sure you got a tank, you either got a 10, 29 or 55 and so on. That doesn't seem to be the sizes anymore. Right. I mean, it's it's kids and, and parents and people getting desktops and maybe something smaller it, it's really weird because you you look at the, uh, how this works out you got some a lot of people getting the small tanks and then you see people on social media complaining that they're looking for the biggest tank they can find but we never had that option of the really really small tanks when we were growing up i, I know i didn't did you um well the most common tank when i was growing up all the stores had the uh, the 10 gallon starter kit 
um, aquarium, which, you know, some people refer to as a death trap, but, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, they didn't have the highest grade equipment and everything, but it really depended on um, how you, how you cared for it. I mean, there were obviously like the two and a half gallon aquarium was, was readily available, but that was usually someone that would be keeping a beta. I mean, you didn't have shrimp back then either. So a lot of people keep shrimp in smaller tanks as well. And if you knew someone that had a 125 gallon tank back then, they were a god. <laughs> yeah exactly that's true so what talking about tanks let's switch over to food because again when i was growing up you really had one kind of food you had to get maybe it was frozen but then you also had to pretty much get flake that has changed so much and i know like for san francisco bay brand you know andy and you guys have always you know kept the course and stayed ahead of it but it was flakes for the longest time wasn't it it was, and actually back, um, you know, in the day, San Francisco Bay brand had an extensive flake line, but, you know, I, I started working retail when I was 14, so uh, back in the uh, late 80s, and when I started in, in retail, uh, frozen food was in the stores. I mean, it wasn't what it is now. I mean, it was basically brine shrimp, krill, and plankton, um, but live food uh, seemed to be a lot more readily available. Um, you know, I mean, the live brine shrimp uh, was certainly more available in larger quantities and at a lower price point. One of the one of the um, questions that I always get, and you're the perfect person to answer this, is how to feed frozen food. Do you take a cup of the, and this comes up from all over the place, right? Take a cup of water from the tank, throw some of the food in that cup, then when it dissolves, or melts a little bit and doesn't isn't so hard throw it in the tank what you're the expert at it how do you feed frozen food to your fish well the cubes are designed to be fed still frozen basically it's supposed to be a touch-free process so you just pop the cube out of the, uh, the package i mean in some instances you know the cubes are too large for some of the aquariums but we do also make a uh, a smaller cube that we call the uh, the nano cube uh, for smaller aquariums and you know, some people will cut the cube in half. It's always best to just, I mean, you know, if you can just pop it into the tank, you don't have to touch it. Um, and there's less, less risk of uh, contamination. I mean, you want to be careful when you throw food, if you're going to thaw it in a cup. You, know, you want to give it a proper amount of time to thaw out. Maybe you feed it more than one aquarium, and that's why you're doing it. But you also want to make sure that if you, you haven't used that portion, you don't keep it in the fridge for any longer than maybe 24 hours or something like that. Um, because you have to remember, frozen food is the same as dealing with, uh, you know, like seafood or chicken or something like that. It's a raw meat product. So, you know, if it sits out somewhere at a high temperature above, what, 40 or 45 degrees, uh, you do risk, uh, you know, bacterial growth. Do you come from the school of feeding frozen food sparingly, like maybe every day, every other day, and just mix up the diet for the fish? Oh, I know. Usually I would use the frozen food as the staple part of the diet and then supplement with something, uh, you know, like flake, like maybe feed frozen in the morning, feed flake and pellet later on in the day, maybe some freeze dried. And it, and it always depends on the, uh, the type of fish, the size of the aquarium. Um, I mean, I've raised fish successfully beyond their lifespan on nothing but flake food, and I've done the same with frozen food. One of the one of the really cool things, one of the greatest advantages and coolest things about the hobby is observing your fish, obviously. And 
it, it always amazes me when you tell somebody, hey, watch your fish eat and you'll know if they need more food. <laughs> and they kind of look at you sometimes like, what are you talking about? You know, and it's like you don't want food on the bottom of the tank. You know, it's that's part of the fun of having fish is watching them eat and interacting. Uh, to me, it is. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, in a lot of instances, you're also better off feeding uh, some smaller portions more frequently. I mean, obviously that can also depend on the type of fish. Um, but, you know, I mean, uh, if you've got a single bait of fish in a small, like three gallon aquarium, maybe going to feed it one time a day, sometimes two times a day, depends on what you're feeding it and how much you're feeding it. But you know, in the wild, certain fish are going to picket bugs uh, or other food items throughout the day and other fish are going to go and gouge themselves on one larger meal. You know, have you had the chance, I'm sure you have, have you had the chance to either travel someplace where the fish uh, are native to that area or have checked out some fish farms, even maybe um, just places that are breeding fish in general? Have you had time to do some of that? I haven't. Actually, the first time I did that, I think I was 14 years old. I, um, I had just started working at the uh, the pet shop that I was working at. And we were going on a vacation down to uh, to Disney, my family. And then so uh, I got some information on some of the farms that we purchased from. And then one day my, my mom and my sister took off on their own little mission. And then me, my brother, and my father went and visited fish farms and reptile farms. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and, and after that, uh, this is like the worst pun in, in, in the world, but you were hooked, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, throughout the years, I've, I've gone to a lot of different, uh, you know, distributors and stuff like that, um, you know, from uh, from coast to coast. I My first visit to a farm, a, a farm, it was amazing to me because I've been into fish so much that I was down there <laughs> and they just had like a storm and there were puddles on the side. Of, of you know where they're driving the, the, some of the tractors and stuff and there were mollies and stuff in the puddles and that blew my mind because i'm like wow you know because you don't see that up north because th it just doesn't happen but that and the guy's like we're gonna get them don't worry we're, whether they did or not it was because the, some of the ponds overflowed that's when i knew i was in a different land when i saw tropical fish that i kept just in little puddles around the farm it was a little surreal to me actually yeah, well, yeah, and, and I'm mean, kind of relating to that. You know, when I was 14 and I visited that first fish farm I ever visited, and the guy told me that they just dig a hole in the ground and it fills up with water. That kind of blew my mind as well, coming up here from the Northeast, you know? Yeah, their they're water table's a little nuts, exactly. Yeah, well, that's, that's the other thing. That's why when you go to these farms, they've got 60, 70, 80 of these reptile ponds it's not that hard to do right i mean it's it's hard maintenance don't get me wrong but to set it up you need land and you just got to dig and that's pretty much what happens yeah it, it's it's pretty wild you know when you guys when you guys test food in general through r d and all that stuff do you do it through consumers do you through do it through farms and or do you do it through uh, aquariums and zoos what do you have a preference of how you do that Outside, oh, outside of like the lab and R&D? Well, once we're comfortable with it, you know, uh, the results from inside the lab and R&D, we try and get it out to different people in those different uh, sectors. So we'll do it with some hobbyists, some breeders. If it's a product that we think is going to be of interest to zoos and aquariums, 
we'll reach out to some of our uh, contacts at the zoos and aquariums and send them samples as well. So, because you know, one thing is, you know, just because something works well and does well in a lab, it's sometimes interesting the feedback you'll get from from others. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. So, what's what for you? Has it been has it been steady for you as far as the fish that you like, like your favorite fish, or has it changed? Like when you were fourteen, you probably liked something. I'm sure now you've gravitated to something else. What, what's fit in that range of yours for favorite fish to keep? No, you know, I've always liked smaller fish. I mean, rainbow fish were always a favorite of mine. Um, when I was younger, uh, me and my brother had an obsession with loaches, and we would buy every variety of loach we could find. And so we had a 55-gallon tank full of uh, full of loaches and rainbow fish. And um, I want to say we probably had between 60 and 80 fish in that tank, but it was well-filtered and a lot of live plants and, uh, you know... So you, you've you've had live planted tanks. Um, not to the extent uh, that they're done today. Um, you know, back then, I mean, I would just grow a lot of like uh, Java fern and uh, Java moss, wisteria stuff that was fairly simple to grow um, if you just had good lighting and clean water and a lot of fish in the tank. And that's probably why a lot of my tanks were, you know, more successful with being uh, overstocked. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The uh, the websites are sfbb.com for San Francisco Bay Brand and oceannutrition.com. I guess we can't make it any easier than that, or you guys can make it any easier than that, can you? No. With um with the websites, obviously everybody can get to know just the products, and um, it's pretty cool. You guys break down everything, and you also make it very compatible to what fish work, what fish food works for what fish, even though it, that sounds simple. Sometimes people put a little too much thought into that. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. We've actually, we've done it in two different ways. You can, um, you can look up a food and it'll show you the different types of uh, fish that that food um, is good for, or you can uh, look up a fish and then it'll show you the different varieties of food we offer that would be good to feed that particular type of fish or that species of fish. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the key to the whole hobby to get to get people involved that haven't been involved and stay involved is just make it, keep it as simple as possible. Uh, it's a fantastic hobby. I don't think we have to overthink stuff. No, no, it's definitely easier. Um, you know, I mean, I, I tend to be one of those people that don't chase water parameters. If there's a fish that's uh, so delicate that it won't live in the water that comes out of my tap, then it's not a fish I need to keep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you he know, is, I mean. he is J.O. Jason Onepo from San Francisco Bay Brand Ocean Nutrition. Jason, appreciate it, man. As always, uh, all the best in Rhode Island, and we will talk again soon. All right. Thank you, Frank. This is Bluesy Radio. Make sure you go to bluesyradio.com for all the latest shows, dates, and appearances, and much more. See you later. What makes Seagrest Farms the best? Everything Seagrest does is to provide the best quality, service, and dependability possible. From offering the best options for sustainably sourced fish to building a community connecting hobbyists and retailers. The goal is to always ensure the best experience possible. 
Say Seagrest and see the best. Discover Seagrest for yourself. Follow Seagrest on Facebook. Fluval, discover life below water. Fluval's pioneering spirit and commitment to technology and design are reflected in its wide product range from the technically advanced Fluval G series filters to stylish yet practical aquariums, including Fluval Edge, Chi, Profile, and Studio. Without Fluval's innovations, the world's aquariums would be far less inspiring. Go to fluvalaquatics.com for more. Do you find yourself asking which type of food is right for your fish? Ocean Nutrition provides a wide variety of foods made with select natural ingredients to best meet different fishes' nutritional requirements. They are appetizing foods with distinctive flavors that support coloration, help maintain health and vitality, and are easy for fish to digest so they produce less waste. Ocean Nutrition foods make aquarium keeping more practical and easier to manage. Reward your fish with the food they deserve. Feed them Ocean Nutrition. For more information on Ocean Nutrition Foods, visit OceanNutrition.com. Tired of frequent water changes? No time to take care of your fish tank? Can't clear cloudy water no matter what you do? Let EcoBioBlock infused with beneficial bacteria take care of your tank and give you back the time to relax and enjoy your aquarium. For more information and to order, go to Wondersave.com, spelled O-N-E-D-E-R-S-A-V-E.com right now. At Hikari, we've been making species-specific diets for decades, from ponds and tropical fish to cichlids and marine life. At Hikari, we do it because we know it matters. Go to HikariUSA.com for more. Setting up your first aquarium? Aquion has everything you need to be successful. From natural fish foods, self-starting power filters, decor, aquatic lighting, and of course aquariums, Aquion has what you need whether you are setting up your first or 101st aquarium. Check out all Aquion has to offer at AquionProducts.com because with Aquion, it's all about the fish. Starting a freshwater aquarium? Try the new Instant Aquarium Substrates from Carib Sea. Specially designed by Carib Sea to take the worry and frustration out of starting a new aquarium, these seven new substrates offer something never offered to the aquarist. Natural beauty and rapid break-in of new aquariums. Starting a new aquarium has never been quicker or easier. Just add tap water or purified water and you're on your way. To learn more, visit the Carib Sea website on Blue Zoo Radio and check out Carib Sea's Instant Aquarium. Carib Sea, trusted by professionals and hobbyists alike since 1972. Cordon's Novaqua Plus detoxifies chlorine and toxic metals while adding a protective skin slime coating, echinacea, and natural electrolytes and vitamins. Cordon's superior water conditioning products help make fish keeping easy. Visit Cordon.com and check out the entire line of products and ask for Cordon products at your favorite store. Cordon, trusted solutions since 1961. 